0: You're listening to Amplify, The Lockdown Sessions. This series of podcasts is brought to you by The Rise Collective, an organisation that champions young creatives and builds collectives at the forefront of social change. In each episode, we aim to explore a different theme via the work of an array of emerging and established artists curated for your listening pleasure. We hope you enjoy listening.
1: Hello. Welcome back to Amplify the Lockdown Sessions. You're listening to me, Amy Parks. And me, Chloe La Laguna. This will be our third instalment, and we just wanted to thank all of you that are listening and supporting because we really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, as always, a massive thank you to all the artists who we will be showcasing today and everyone else
1: who has contributed and who will listen, hopefully. So, this week's theme is stress. The past few months have been tough for the best of us. And while lockdown is officially coming to an end, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic that has not only affected our day to day, but also our relationships, our livelihoods, and our general mental health.
2: As things have eased up, And we are actually in the same room. Uh, We thought it best to look back on the effects of coronavirus on all aspects of our lives. Not in like a Charlie Brooker coronavirus wipe kind of way, but more just air out our grievances in a positive and productive way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So here we are channeling our stress into a podcast about stress, so that we can all hopefully become a little less stressed together. Oh. Let's go. That's nice.
2: <laughs> I'm currently extremely stressed.
1: Spill the beans then.
2: Um, I'm sure you heard on the grapevine. I've been uh, made redundant. From um, one of my many jobs. i um, not to you. guilty of using the word "fired," which over dramatizes it. It's <laughs> not that interesting. I didn't get like dramatically fired or quit. I just got made redundant, let go. It still sucks, though. Yeah, it does suck. Um, my laptop is also now defunct after five years of loyal service, um, which shall be affecting my ability to freelance
1: uh, massively. I did hear whispers on the breezes about your laptop, and those are two things that should never happen in the same week. No, they should not.
2: I, uh, I didn't actually realize how much my laptop dying would affect my ability to function workwise. wise um, but apparently it has. Also applying for jobs and stuff, yeah, I mean, it has a disk drive, as everyone <laughs> was pointing out, so it really had outlived the turn of the century it was, go, really. it was time to go it was time to go r.i.p still though, giving up the ghost at this point is just cruel i'm so attached to it i'm the kind of person that will hang on to the carcass um until there's it's literally just like dead weight i've been using it as like a table
1: oh no that's powerful though who else has a table <laughs> that expensive
2: it's worth about 20 quid probably
1: fair enough i take that back Um, So what have we got today, Chloe? Hello.
2: Okay, so we have a track in a second by a neo-soul band called Amapola, featuring grime-infused artist Pei, followed swiftly by a powerful poetry spoken word submission by Vala, a young poet from collective Flow Vortex, F-L-O Vortex. Then we've been blessed with a phone interview with a yoga nidra teacher, nidra, nidra, yoga nidra nidra teacher, uh, teacher in training, Rosie Watson, with whom we shall be doing a breathing exercise and discussing (laughs) techniques for handling stress. And then closing the episode, Southeast Giants, the talk show, have given us
1: permission to play their aptly named single, Stress. So the first track we've got for you is by a London-based Amapola, who've kind of departed from their more like harmonious soul style in this track to explore a more energetic direction. <laughs> <laughs> that was Amy's little. Um, We're recording together for
2: the first time, so that was like a, my an <laughs> error. Completely unbalanced cup. <laughs>
1: Who the fuck made this? I did say when you started drinking from
2: that, I was like, you can't even fit your finger
1: through that. Piece of shit. Who <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, have departed from their more harmonious soul style in this track to explore a more energetic direction. This single is called All In The Mind. It features UK grime MC Pei on the track and deals with ideas about the power of the mind.
3: Hola. Sorry, dude. <laughs> the mind is a wonderful thing, but it can sometimes play tricks on you. All in the mind, not that deep, but it's all in the mind. I notice too much on my mind, I can't focus oh. Victim of my faults, I feel hopeless Got to help myself, it's my own oh, yeah. Mind just bracing fast, just like lotus Try to slow it down while I smoke this I said I would not, but I broke this I said I would not, but I broke this Rule Sometimes I smoke, sometimes it's cool Other times I'm para and act a fool They say your mind plays tricks on you Be careful cause it's a powerful tool. All in the mind, not that deep but it's all in the mind All in the mind, I can't sleep cause it's all in the mind All in the time, overthinking
1: It reminded me of Flying Lotus, Hiatus Coyote, those kind of people. Um, all right, that was All in the Mind by Amapola featuring Pei. You can find them on Instagram and Spotify at This is Amapola and at Pei, P E I G H. We will link the handles in the bio of this episode, of course, as always.
2: I was going to say, you're one of the few people who I know that doesn't ever seem to appear visibly stressed, <laughs> apart from when that cup started. <laughs> It's completely unbalanced. It starts doing its own thing. Frantic look in your
1: eyes. It all comes out. Uh, Yeah, it's all just going on under the surface, man. I'm like a duck. Like a duck.
2: Not familiar with that allergy.
1: You know, like a duck is just like glide, it seems to glide on water or gracefully, but underneath the water, the legs are like frantically kicking. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Their legs do go mental. You know, like, well, I mean, it's like when people get restless leg syndrome, maybe.
1: <laughs> <When they're> stress. <laughs> is that a stress response? Because that would stress me out so much more. Yeah, it more. does.
2: It does. It is stressful when you see someone else's knee going under the table. Yeah. And I
1: can't
2: that. For me, it is... De- I definitely definitely manifest physically.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, like, I either end up just taking it too far <laughs> at the weekend when I'm stressed or... Um, I get these incredible tension headaches. It's not a migraine, but it's like an immense amount of brain pressure, mm. like pressure from all like angles,
1: <laughs> just pounding uh, pressure on just, my brain just, from all angles.
2: Oh, it's just all it's just all the time constant <laughs> pressure. Um, I got a prescription for it though, and um, says so
1: we're all good now. it yeah, doesn't sound too fun. I get, yeah, tension headaches are a big marker of stress for me too. I'll get them if I've been like clenching my jaw non-stop all day and thinking about something Mm. that is just driving me insane. I think
2: it's so um, mad how stress is used to diagnose so many other ailments and Mm. medical conditions or like as an additional diagnosis where it acts as an exacerbating factor for such medical conditions and illnesses, but mindfulness and holistic healing approaches are not mainstream methods of dealing with mental stress still. Mm -hmm. Even though like people say like, stress contributes to like hair loss or Mm -hmm. like, you know, all of like actual visible physical ailments, but the techniques, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, definitely, and in some ways I get it though because it does seem like these holistic methods of relaxing are the privilege of a certain class. Because, you know, they're methods that have been around for hundreds of years in Eastern traditions, but they're wholly appropriated Mm. and capitalized upon in the West, which is where they get this bad rep from, which is why a lot of people are turned off these kind of holistic ideas. But I'm sure there are some methods of relaxation which we can all do, regardless of financial liquidity or location.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree having the monetary luxury of time mm. allows people to indulge in that kind of healing method. But I do feel like it'd be a domino effect if kids were taught to unpack and deal with stress properly at school. Those sort of taking a minute, breathing... I need to stop doing hand gestures from where we're calling it. take Those sort of like taking a minute uh, breathing exercises could be utilised in adult life far more effectively.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I didn't learn a thing about mental health as a child. I, like, I came to realise... Years down the line, that I never had asthma as a kid. I was just having like undiagnosed panic attacks. Yeah? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there was like, it was another like young girl my age who explained them to me and taught me how to deal with them. Our parents, I feel, didn't really have the vocabulary or the knowledge to unpack stress back then and how it affects you. I
2: mean, we could spend the whole episode unpacking your asthma versus panic attacks. (laughs) What affects
1: on you. That's that's one for the therapist I'll be able to afford in about 30 years
2: time. When you're earning that much, you can pay off my tax bills and buy me a new laptop and we can relax together.
1: Sounds like a plan. If you wait another 30, I might be able to get you a car. I don't know, a house. (laughs) (laughs)
2: maybe by that time we'll finally have matured enough to be able to drive it
1: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we can only hope to reach that level of emotional maturity um so chloe what do you think the secret is to a happy and relaxed life money okay fair yeah podcast (laughs) stress solved and we'll see you next week we
2: just do it (laughs) GoFundMe. I think about that a lot. What do you think of
1: GoFundMe? Uh, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any problem with GoFundMe's. You know, if you're willing to put yourself out there and ask for help, more power to you. And if someone is willing to part with their money to buy you a new laptop, that's their choice and their money and they're parting with it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm cool with it. What do you think?
2: Maybe it's a more feasible income stream than I first gave. Credit. <laughs> Gave credit. So fun, <laughs> I actually think it's worth thinking about. It'll certainly alleviate some stress, kind of like a, a sugar daddy, but slightly less insidious. Mm. Probably because it's just like your best mate or like a rich godmother you haven't seen in like 11
1: years. Yeah. Although well, someone you used to go to school with who's mm. like, oh my God, I remember you in the yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and rest- redistribution of wealth and all that, you know? Yeah, baby. Make <laughs> it politics. Socialism, but make it cute.
2: <sighs> anyway, <laughs> everything else is harsh in my meadow except this conversation right now. So
1: let's change the subject. Up next, we have. We have a powerful piece of spoken word by Vala, who has been performing her work since 2018 and has swiftly become one of my favorite spoken word artists. Her work is really self-reflective and honest. Um, She's also facilitated some workshops with us at Rise. Um, Yeah, this piece is called Apathy. I beg myself not to
4: get bored and fuck, I told myself I'd never beg. Does letting go apply when it's yourself? Should I read a different affirmation instead? No time now though. It's late already turned a mistake into a mess. Wow, wonder if my consciousness will wake up now. She always deals with these things the best. She says, there's no room for pity. Your purpose isn't staying in bed. She says, I am a star in a soulless system. I say, I'll believe that even beyond death because what's apathy worth? Nothing really. A bit of contrast to a passionate feeling. Not somewhere I like staying when i feel dead inside i put myself aside and taught my mind dissociating i come back expect things to be different but there's no progress when you're always escaping the next you picking what should i care about now falling my eyes are closed and i'm bound to the constellations of a landmine shouldn't have mistook collisions for alignment sorry i'm a better me than this sometimes i just need a slap in the right direction A pat on the back from a cat in a hat telling me having fun is a decision, so why do I still do fuck shit to feel alive? (sighs) I don't remember the last time I cried. But I bet I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. I bet I thought it was a bad thing to feel. I bet I moved on and washed my hands dry, too quick to analyse and learn from the guilt. So why'd I set my life like I'm the tumour cutting health out? Built to last like a diamond in the rough, I'll protect the bigger picture and forget I hold the paintbrush Filing down my spark just to write about the stardust, keep the story going The first film was the best, sequel after sequel, oh valour, just put it to rest There's nothing here for you now, this is the ending of the end Squeeze dry every lesson, every warning, every test, till nothing's left but tomorrow A new dawn that doesn't exist yet forever rising to fall oh so cool just don't get bored vala i beg
1: all right that was vala performing apathy you can find her on instagram at medals for my vala v a l a and we will link her details in the bio too
2: very nice Um, as much as I'm often apprehensive about the performativity and dramatism of spoken word which doesn't often appeal to me I do feel spoken word and or poetry as a medium allows you to fit a lot more in lyrically than other forms of expression because you're not relying on a steady rhythm necessarily Mm -hmm. I know poetry often does follow quite rigid specific rhyme schemes um spoken words a bit more like free verse I guess
1: yeah yeah I get where you're coming from on that front I think it's because you're solely relying on the voice and the inflections to create um the atmosphere of the piece but I really like the almost musical nature of her flow in particular yeah
2: uh, okay so it seems as far as our web form goes most people's anxieties at the minute are financial and or
1: work-related, rather than health or familial stress. mm mm-hmm. As, I mean, I guess as the furlough scheme is drawing to an end, um, and so many people are facing lost jobs or lost industries entirely, um, especially young people, people of our generation who have been disproportionately affected, it's definitely a worrying time for those of us um, without job security.
2: Yeah, man. Jobs going, but rent staying the same. Yeah,
1: it's vicious out here. And and then there's the worry of starting a new role, having to go into a new space, meet people at a time when we're not really supposed to be doing all that. It's weird.
2: Um, yeah, do you shake or do you not shake? Yeah, do you elbow tap? Yeah, the embarrassment of going in with the elbow tap and the other person has gone in with a full, <laughs> bold shake or like even... Kiss on the cheek. Oh my God. Um, My friend asked me the other day after not seeing seeing her in four months, she was like, are you hugging? Out of stress, I was like, you can hug me if you want. (laughs)
1: Well, you just passively received I did Yeah, I didn't, I didn't
2: want to, I, yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> did, I didn't want to, like, forcibly, embrace. Like, I just stifley. stood there and felt the embrace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's difficult to draw those boundaries, especially with your friends. I have not been successful so far. Um, one dilemma that we did have in the Aspogs, however, uh, was this. So the question was, I'm starting a new job at my old secondary school in September, Since accepting the job, I have been having a recurring nightmare that when I introduce myself at the start of term staff meeting, all of my old teachers start whispering and heckling me. Help me." Wow. That's some classic internalised
2: anxiety Mm recurring in your dreams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's mixed with that, like, childhood understanding of teachers as well, of, like, these scary figures of authority that only exist within the classroom. I mean, like, they're human and hopefully evolved enough uh, to not judge your character based on who you were as a kid, even if they can remember you. Are they
2: going to be teaching at the same school they went to as a child? If so, kudos Kudos to
1: them, (laughs) because I can (laughs) never. (laughs) You've got a bit of a bad rap back home, have you? Um, Well,
2: my school career was a journey from seat to seat in the classroom, because I'd talk to everyone and then they'd move me next to... The nerds and the quiet kids, and then I talked to them. So they'd send me out, and then I'd talk to the other kids <laughs> who were sent out in the corridor, so oh, they'd send no. me home.
1: <laughs> I never really see that any <laughs> The best part of getting sent out there for me was being able to peek through the classroom door, you know, the, like, little round windows that they used to have at the top, and just make faces yeah. at your friends.
2: Yeah.
1: Hopefully, like, one of them would also get kicked out. then. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then that was that theory. Yeah, really. just- um, okay, so I can only anticipate that you, uh, this is for the question answer, yeah. answerer, answerer <laughs> called the inquirer, um, I can only anticipate that you have matured a great deal since you are at school, and I also think that school, being a major part of our formative years, still seems like this massive structural entity because it literally was every day 9 to 3 or 9 to 4 or whatever mm-hmm. for the majority of our lives thus far yeah. as, like, early to mid 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So the system might be the same, but you 100% will have changed. <laughs> you simply cannot be
1: the same person you were when you were a student. Now you've been exposed to the big bad world. True. And, yeah, I don't know what you could really do to combat this anxiety dreams but you could maybe try facing your fears early and get in touch with some of the staff you'll be working with before time starts if that's possible and not a weird thing to do. Is that a weird thing to do? I don't
2: know. Is that a weird thing to do? Uh, mm.
1: Are they all in their 50s? Maybe if there's like some younger TAs. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can make some good friends and middle-aged women too. But...
2: That's very true. My sister actually worked in uh, M&Co in Woodbridge and helped this woman called Maureen, who is 56 through her second divorce, Aww. and they're actually still friends.
1: That's amazing. Friends. That's so sweet. But what is M&Co? I have no idea.
2: Literally no one knows what m co is. It's like peacocks, but not as cool. Okay. The cool girls in primary school never shop there.
1: Do you remember Tammy?
2: No. Is that, is that a Welsh thing?
1: No, I don't think it was exclusive to Wales, but it was like a... Like a tween girl clothes <laughs> shop that definitely went out of business sometime in the mid-2000s. They sound fairly similar. Tween is a term uh, we
2: can leave in the past.
1: <laughs> it's a horrible word, to be fair. Tween. Tween Asia. So gross.
2: <laughs> okay, so my friend Rosie is a politics graduate, Reiki practitioner and yoga nidra teacher in training and we thought who better to talk to you about stress and the socio-economic effects of the current circumstances on mental health than a woman who strives to balance those effects. Q, here's an interview we made earlier.
0: <laughs> Hi Rosie, are you there? Yeah I am, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? I'm good thank you, I'm really excited to be here and I just want to say as well thank you for Hosting this conversation, stress is an important one and close to a lot of people's hearts right now.
2: Yeah, it is, especially given the current circumstances. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so maybe if we just talk a little bit about yourself so the listeners can get an idea as to why we are phoning you.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, just before I introduce myself, um, because we're talking about stress, it seems really fitting that we just take a little moment to take a breath and um, so yeah if you'd like to close your eyes and anyone that's listening to this feels cool to join in just close your eyes and just notice where is your breath is it up in your chest in your throat or deep in your belly as you become aware of your breath Don't try and force it. Just be aware. And give your weight down to the chair or your feet. Let gravity take you. The next thing to focus on is your shoulders. We often hold a lot of stress in our shoulders. Where are they now? They up close by your ears or caving forward on your chest. Just notice. And now, before we open our eyes again, let's just take one big, deep breath together. And as we do so, just focus on our shoulders. And often, when we breathe intentionally into a place in our body, the stress just naturally goes. So if you'd like to breathe in and out. Yeah, and open your eyes. <laughs> wow. Jesus. That was that was
2: a lovely way to start the um
0: I want to start all my phone conversations like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, do honestly do. I think it's pretty radical. Yeah. It <laughs> is. I do. I do.
2: I do feel like a, a freakishly relaxed now. <laughs> you know, it's not I me like gonna fall asleep or something. Like kind of dizzy. Um. Okay. So, what are you up to at the minute in terms of natural heating, Rosie?
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm in the process of getting my yoga nidra. Teacher training, which I am super super excited about, and I'm already a Reiki practitioner and a poet. Um, but for me, like my real passion is the sort of intersection between psychology, holistic and spiritual health, and politics. I did uh, a politics undergrad degree at Goldsmiths, so I yeah, I'm just really interested in how we can kind of combine um, basically taking care of ourselves with making the world that much. Better place. Mm. And you were talking a little bit about yoga nidra. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and how it can be helpful? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I think maybe before talking about yoga nidra, like um, when we're talking about stress, I think it's really, really important to sort of address it on two levels. So, like the body, which is where yoga nidra is super, super helpful, but also like social ju- injustice and social justice movements. Because right, stress is part of um, the thing that's happening at the moment—the mental health crisis, which um, is so totally real. And I want to completely validate anyone's experience of, you know, anxiety, depression, insomnia. All of these things are so so real, and people need individualized support. But I also think that we need to acknowledge that these things don't happen in a vacuum. And you know, whenever we're having a conversation about stress, we need to look at the social injustice which massively contributes to this, like mm-hmm. people of daily facing oppressive behaviour, like that is going to affect mental health. And we live in, in, in a society that is so hyper individualised that often mm-hmm. I think the mental health crisis, quote unquote, can be um, a very subtle rhetoric for sort of pointing the finger at individuals and placing a lot of onus and blame on them for um, sort of fixing their problems instead of looking at like the structures which are in part due to causing them so yeah that's just so important. Um, but yeah, so yoga nidra is great for, um, the second place. I think we need to talk about stress, which is in our bodies. Um, because really like our, our species, we evolved a to feel stress for like very short periods of time, like running away mm-hmm. from saber tooth tigers, mm-hmm. but like we, <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> but we, we live in a world where people are stressed for like days, weeks, months, years, decades. And, um, like this kind of extended stress uh is associated with cortisol whereas like short bursts of stress is associated with adrenaline and like adrenaline is so good for us adrenaline is great you know after you do something like scary or like a little bit out there you feel like pumped (laughs) you feel absolutely pumped but yeah like uh cortisol is kind of that long um like, over a long period of time that slowly, like, wears away our immune system. And, you know, this can be a response to the real saber-toothed tiger, which is, you know, like, police brutality, um, hate crimes, any kind of oppressive behaviour, like, debt, not being connected to nature, all of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can also be um, in response to, like, the imagined saber-toothed tiger, which is, you know, the worries that we're constantly engaging about around, like, relationships, like, did I do well in my job interview, Mm. Um, around, like, body image, all of these things. And, like, the way that we think has a profound effect on our bodies, on our nervous systems, and that is when uh, yoga nidra is amazing. Because, yeah, so our, our... yeah, our bodies, and our minds are so in- interconnected and it's really good to know actually um, about our nervous systems because it's like this incredibly uh, intelligent complex biomechanism we have in our bodies that's constantly interacting with the world around us. And basically like we want to stay in our window of tolerance within our nervous system, which is when you're feeling like calm and chilled and like everything's good. And the two ways we can leave that is becoming hyper aroused, which is kind of that fight or flight adrenaline, fast heartbeat, mm. or becoming hypo aroused, which is kind of the freeze, uh, disassociative state. So I think, yeah, when we're thinking about stress, it's actually quite um, beneficial to have our literacy in yeah. our own body. Um, yeah. So for me, when I get stressed, I'm like, I want a nap. I want to lie down. I
2: don't yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think then yoga has yoga nidra specifically has helped you
0: oh yes 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 um yeah so yoga nidra for um I didn't know what it was until really recently so um I also used to think that yoga was just like um a type of exercise but it's it's a it's a lot more Yo the actual word yoga just means connection and there are lots of different it ways to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are lots and lots of different ways to do yoga. Like it's of a, a, a ancient lineage. Some people like raise kids and they call that household yoga. So it can literally be a way of doing practically anything, but just doing it with intention, which I found really interesting. And yeah, so yoga nidra, um, the word nidra, it's interesting to translate. It's often translated as like the yoga of sleep. And so like people kind of see it as like a sort of like yogic nap. So what it actually looks like is you lie down and the practitioner will lead you through a meditation or you'll just um, press play on a YouTube video because there are loads and loads of free ones available. It's super accessible and they can be anywhere between 15 minutes or 45 minutes, even longer. And yeah, basically the idea is you lie down and you go through a stage of progressively relaxing your mind and your body, incorporating the breath and it's, actually really surprisingly easy um, because the body knows how to relax, right? Like the body wants to relax. Mm. So it is just, it's a map to that relaxation. And it's really interesting as well for people that have tried meditation and found it quite difficult. Like it is quite unnatural for us to um, in our culture to sit, uh, cross-legged, uh, totally still and focus on our breath for 45 minutes or whatever. But because of the way that yoga nidra sort of guides you through the process, you can get to these very, very deep, calm, restorative, uh, states of consciousness very easily, like states of consciousness that takes experience meditators a long time to get to. And once you're, and once you're in that state of relaxation, it, um, basically your body just knows exactly what to do. Like the body repairs itself, the nervous system can be sort of uh, calmed and reattuned. I just recommend it. And it's, it's, there's so many free ones online. It's so accessible. People sometimes call it um, the yoga of sleep, but like, you know, sometimes you'll wake up from a sleep and you're still tired. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you'll wake up in the middle of the night, like remember something you've got to do tomorrow. And you're like, oh my goodness. And you're like so alert. Yeah. yeah. That's because... That's because you're sleeping, but you're not in nidra. When you're in nidra, in oh. the yeah, so your subconscious mind is still uh, running while you're not aware. Mm-hmm. But when you're in nidra, so people actually say like forty-five minutes of uh, yoga nidra is the equivalent of like three hours sleeping. It is. It's really remarkable. So you all need to do a little bit of that before you go to sleep, basically. Yeah, well, it's um, that's definitely a way to do it. So the idea is to remain conscious during yoga nidra. But I mean, for people who have insomnia, if they choose to like use yoga nidra um, during the day, when they then come to go to sleep, the body has kind of trained itself to relax far quicker. Mm. so it really is um, sometimes I do it the first thing I wake up in the morning I don't know if people are listening to this and they're interested I really recommend for just like a week trying and doing a short yoga nidra every day and just see how you feel at the end of the week because the mm. difference will you will physically feel so much more rested have so much more energy probably be a little bit calmer as well a little bit more chilled <laughs> I'm going to try that this week yeah <laughs>
1: So we were talking about, you were talking earlier, sorry, about the intersection of social justice, um, stress, mental health, etc. Do you mm. think that the recent capitalization of self-care is becoming problematic?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, um, the industries that have popped up around certain practices is really problematic and, like, when we think about yoga, you know, we, and well, at least me personally, my original associations to yoga was like basically white, rich women wearing very expensive exercise clothes, you know, all very skinny or yeah. able-bodied, you know, going to very expensive classes. And like that really is not the roots of yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many roots of yoga and that's kind of a, a massive conversation in itself. But um, but this is, this is also when the internet can be to- uh, totally amazing because a lot of beautiful people are offering free content, which does make these things accessible. So can I just, on the back of what you just said about your initial... Um, like, idea of what yoga
2: was, how would you then convince people that are sceptical of that? Because I know that's why I, like... I don't want to use the word wanky, but, like, I always think... (laughs) I always feel a bit wanky when I'm watching, like, yoga with Adrian. You know what I mean? Like, trying to calm myself down for five minutes in the morning and I just feel like an idiot. And I'm like... My housemate's like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, sat there with, like, my leg over my head trying to, like, understand myself. Um, How would you convince... People that are skeptical of natural healing modalities, that they're worth practicing?
0: I mean, it's a big question, isn't it? Um, Mm. I think, I think there are so many people practicing different things that there will be someone that speaks to you Mm. in a language that you feel comfortable with. And like, you know, on Instagram, there's so many amazing people practicing, um, Uh, yoga, for example, who aren't super skinny or aren't able-bodied or all of these different things. Like there are so many people doing this in amazingly diverse ways. Um, I think often we're kind of led very subtly into this false dichotomy between like Western medicine and then sort of um, holistic well-being, that kind of thing. But um, the two can really work in harmony together. Yeah, I think the the conversation about the capitalization of uh, wellness Um, It kind of comes back to what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, of like looking at these two, um, the two ways that stress affects our body. Like we need to talk about social justice and, you know, in in the context of these Instagram influencers, that's talking about like how have they got this platform? Mm -hmm. What is it about their specific identity that means they've got this follower? How are they, um, you know, using ancient techniques potentially from other cultures and not crediting them? Like, these are all conversations that we need to talk about, I think, simultaneously. Like, we need to talk about the social injustice, but we do also need to talk about our bodies and how we are are in the world. And I think the way that I was raised, you know, I really didn't get taught about the importance of breathing, about like my nervous system, about all of these things. And I think part of that experience that you were talking about earlier, you know, with yoga with Adrian and feeling a bit wanky like I think part of that might be to do with the fact that we're just not really used to engaging with ourselves yeah, I in think, that way
2: well it was who was it that said was it on the last episode Amy we talked about we were talking about that video where that woman <laughs> says that she was born in a generation where as in our parents generation where herself didn't matter and it was all about like giving to your children and giving to other people and she felt like Mm. she was before the time of me time in the older generation so then as a result I guess we're raised by people with like an incredible amount of work ethic I mean I know I certainly was my mom always used to say she didn't have time to sit down (laughs) I'd be like do you want to sit down and eat with us and she'd be like no I don't have time and it's like (laughs) okay right okay so I think I think yeah, you're right. I think we're not taught that. We haven't been taught that, yeah. and it's definitely mm-hmm. like a a new, a new thing, a newer thing. Yeah. The younger I, and generation I, is going to be more focused on it for sure. Like yeah, for sure.
0: I think I'd go. I well, I very much believe as well that it is a form of activism to be a well a well rested person. in our our culture it's pretty radical it's pretty radical and like it's yeah it's so fascinating like if you look at like politicians if you look at the schedules of um you know un meetings or massive international climate talks if you look at the schedules they have no time to sleep and rest. What would the world be like if the people who are making decisions about literally the future of our planet just took a bit of time to chill before they did so? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really think it. I really think the world would be very different. And and like, l- I think especially for groups of people who are um, actively oppressed, mm. to to be well resourced um, while facing daily oppression. I mean, it is it is it is sometimes a thing that can change from being in a survival mode to being in a thriving mode
2: a lot a lot of people would argue that being well rested is is a privilege in yeah. a certain extent because you know yeah. there are people that need to work three or four jobs um you know night shifts and day shifts yeah um, totally. how would you respond to that Are you is your argument and stance so sort of that is more a state of
0: mind no it's definitely a privilege that's yeah it's something that I was I was wanting to bring up as well cause yeah, was, yeah, yeah yeah it is uh, it is a privilege to be able to take time and practice yoga and that is um most definitely true um you know having like an hour every day to do something like this just simply isn't a reality for a lot of people and I think um whilst that's very important to honor it's also um we do spend a lot of time doing other things on our phones for example so maybe if you took two minutes off um screen time just to breathe like that is one way that we can kind of incorporate Mm -hmm. these sort of principles and practices into our life and I think while we're Doing that, we also need to address the structural causes, which means people don't have any time to do this kind of stuff. Like, whilst, um, you know, there are amazing social movements at the moment, the uprising against white supremacy, like all of these people fighting for trans rights, I think part of um, these social justice movements also needs to be about our time and about, like, the economy that we live in and the fact that so many people are unable to, you know, just have some time for themselves, and bringing that element of like fighting oppression that's really obvious, um, you know, like white supremacy or sexism or ableism, any of these things, but also fighting more subtler forms of oppression, which forces people to have no time to relax or just like connect to themselves or like read to a, read a book, something like yeah. that. Like, I think that that element of social justice um, needs to be spoken about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So what would be one yogic thing that we could do right now in our home without any equipment, without any training to do
0: stress Yeah, if we Mm. had,
1: like,
2: like a very small window of time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, amazing. Uh, Breathe honestly breathe (laughs) (laughs) it's really it's really that simple well no I say that it's it's simple to say but it is difficult um, to remember to practice in in like the yogic world breath is referred to as pranayama which also translates as life force and the way that we breathe is a very good indicator Mm. of the way that we're showing up in the world like are you (laughs) or are you (sighs) And just me doing that, like you understand what I mean by that, breath is yeah. in a way a sort of language, like. <laughs> and so, just uh, taking a little moment every now and again to notice how you're breathing mm. um, can be incredibly powerful. But that's like the yogic response. I totally agree with that. But my personal response to stress, as well, for me in COVID, I have found picking a song I loved when I was like. 13, 12, like too young to know better and <laughs> just putting it on really loud and having a dance. I've found that really helps. Yeah, you <laughs> all the stress away.
2: <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to add,
0: Rosie? Uh, yeah, sure. So at the moment, um, I'm offering free distance Reiki for black and brown people. Um, this is part of my personal reparations plan. Side note, white people, if you don't know what a reparations plan is, Google it. You can't just donate while Black Lives Matter is in headlines. Like, this is something that we need to be continually dedicating our time and energy towards. Um, so, part of my plan is um, offering free Reiki distance sessions, which can happen from my home to yours and is just a way to bring some calm <laughs> some calm and soothing to your uh physical body and your energetic body and like you don't have to be really spiritual to be into this like it is something that is offered um on the NHS as a sort of alternative complementary therapy um or you can be really spiritual and we can talk about our past lives and have a <laughs> great time so <laughs> that sounds great <laughs> Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for today, Rosie. That was really informative, yeah, and I think your voice actually has just calmed me down around <laughs> this conversation. As like, so. um, yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. 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 Brilliant. Uh, Just to reiterate, as part of her personal reparations plan for the BLM movement, Rosie is offering free Reiki sessions for those affected by recent events. So we shall leave her handles uh, below if you'd like to get in contact. So are you feeling more relaxed post that,
1: Amy? You know what? As weird as it is to collectively breathe with your pals over a Zoom call, it was actually a really nice way to start the conversation and I am extremely guilty of forgetting to breathe properly. And I forget often that oxygen is actually good for me. Who knew? Yeah, I. It's a bit ASMR. My brain went a
2: bit fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's something I should be ashamed of admitting. Um, I watched Honey Boy the mm-hmm. other day, Shia LaBeouf's uh, film writing debut. His therapist in rehab basically asked him to write down. Uh, just write about his relationship with his father, who is a bit of an a-hole, but I don't want to ruin the film. Anyway, <laughs> um to relieve his stress, she makes him go out into the forest as far as he can and scream at the top of his lungs. And I personally believe nothing is better for relieving stress than a forceful exertion of energy, at least for me. Mm, yeah. Um I'd actually personally rather scream at the top of my lungs or Go for a really, really rapid sprint. Bam yeah.
1: breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is, it is cathartic to go really hard at an exercise or something to release that, all that cortisol. I guess that was what um, Rosie meant when she was talking about the difference between cortisol, which is stress over a long time, and adrenaline, which is that short burst of exertion.
2: So so true. I definitely think working, uh, stre- working stress relief into your daily routine will balance you overall but there's nothing like running, like you're running away from something. <laughs> or the community boxing in boxing gym in Peckham, uh, that's a hidden
1: gem for the stress release. Five pounds a sesh, can't go wrong. Shout out. Very quick high. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, yeah, there's no better way to relieve a bit of stress than punching some boxing bags. I, I really love the idea of you running like a lunatic around the streets of Peckham. Yeah, no, then I come back and collapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <but> speaking of. <laughs>
2: people from talk show they don't need a huge intro uh, other than they're all over the place at the moment getting a hell of a lot of radio play um, and
1: just signed to ninja tune Mm -hmm. a lot of respect to those guys because they've really been putting in the work you can find them all over the streaming platforms and on instagram at talk show talk show Just go and have a peek at their latest video, which they filmed in isolation. We shall be
2: publicising some other
1: resources for dealing with stress on top
2: of what we've discussed today across our various social channels. Uh, I saw that Headspace were offering their subscription free for the unemployed a few weeks ago, which I signed up to. Hopefully that is still going. 100% worth checking out, if so. That's coming from someone who doesn't breathe. so...
1: (laughs) We are... Also not sponsored by Headspace, but (laughs) we're definitely happy to be sponsored by Headspace. (laughs) Um, On that note as well, uh, RISE is running a series of videos on Instagram, which aim to tackle your lockdown troubles. They are created by Alice Spencer, who is a trained counsellor and poet, and they cover a variety of topics, from stress to worry and grief. Um, And also, kalisa.com are offering free one-to-one support sessions and live meetings, with qualified therapists so just get in touch if you need any more info about that excellent well i hope those are useful
2: thanks again to everyone uh feel like all you say is thank you but you know it's good good to be grateful
1: yeah we are very grateful very
2: grateful um cool. cool farewell bye